0: Assalamu alaikum. This is Muslim Health Talk. What does that mean? Our health has to do with nourishing our body, nourishing our mind, nourishing our soul, and nourishing our heart. And a really great way of doing this is keeping an eye on what the Prophet did and following through his footsteps with things that we learn in today's world as well. Thank you for joining me. Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma zidni ilman. Oh Allah, please increase us in knowledge. So this is my humble attempt to teach what I have been taught in the past few years, the sacred knowledge is um, sacred knowledge of Islam. And what sacred knowledge of Islam is is that it is basically the sciences of Islam, right? For one to learn in depth all their sciences of Islam, you need to study at least seven to 10 years, right? Extensively full-time. It's kind of like not just a four-year degree, but, um, with a medical or a PhD at the end. So mashallah, our scholars have this and it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's something we should respect and honor because, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually chooses those he wants to give knowledge to, because it's so sacred and so valuable and so, um, much needed, not just for themselves, but for the community. So I want to, before I start, I want to actually just talk about the 40, 40 hadith that I've been, um, I've been taught and mashallah, there's so many hadiths. This is just one 40 set, the first 40 set that I was taught and it's beautiful. And, um, and a hadith is basically for, for those who are unfamiliar, a hadith is... Basically a saying of the Prophet wasallam. right? So the Prophet wasallam, when he was in Mecca and Medina, he would um, guide people and instruct people on how to do things and not to do things, right? And then the Sahabas, the people around him, would take note. And some of them would write it down in, in, in like dried leaves and parchment and things like that. And others would keep it in memory. And then eventually um, they would only quote him if he if they heard him. So when when I say this hadith was narrated by, let's say for example, Tamima Dadi Radila Anhu, which this first hadith is, that means that Tamima Dadi, the companion of the Prophet, heard it from him and it fits not that he didn't hear it, he would say, "I heard it from this person." Then I heard it, that who heard it from the Prophet So there's a whole chain that um, goes. If if it wasn't heard directly from the Prophet and that is how precise, um, how um, uh, how meticulous, and how detailed that the sciences are. Like it's all written down and it's all narrated properly. So the first hadith, um, and before I start, I want to make du'a for my teacher, Ustada Amara, who has helped me, you know, open my eyes to something so beautiful, mashallah, that when you start learning the sacred knowledges of Islam, you feel like you've just kind of been dipped in the ocean, right? There's so much water around you, and you've only just touched one small area, and you feel like you know so little right the more you learn the more you feel you know nothing so uh, alhamdulillah but um the the little i do know i'd like to share it with you guys so the first hadith bismillahirrahmanirrahim, rahim um hadith number 1 is qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam adina nasiha so qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa means the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said right and adina nasiha uh, means in English, the religion of Islam is to act with sincerity and the word Arabic in Arabic and Nasiha, um, in this hadith is a comprehensive and unique term, and it is very difficult to translate it precisely into English for many reasons. Arabic is a very circular language, right? For each word, there's many different kinds of words, depending on what your, what type, what what that meaning means to, to what, like, for example, the word love in English, you can use it for anything, right? I love my desk. I love my kitten. I love my husband. I love, um, the weather. I love chocolate. Like it's just one word love, but in Arabic there's different words for each type. And so that is why it is very, such a beautiful and and in-depth language. But even in Arabic, Ad nasiha does not really have a synonym, right? Therefore, the expression to act with sincerity has been adopted here as a broad explanation for the Arabic word. Other meanings could be giving good advice, directing people towards good, acting sincerely and honestly, and being um, benevolent and desiring good for others right so this is what nasiha mean adina nasiha to act the religion of islam is to act with sincerity right so this is narrated by tamim al-dari anhu um, and when the prophet sallallahu said this the people around him the sahabas the companions of the prophet sallallahu asked right they they inquired and they said um, to whom Towards whom are we supposed to act sincerely, right? The religion of Islam has told us that we need to act sincerely, but towards whom? So the Prophet ﷺ said, there are five things that you need to act sincerely towards. And it goes in order. You need to act sincerely towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number one. Number two, his books, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's books, right? The Qur'an and all the other books that the Prophets brought. Um, the Prophet, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's messengers, number three, four, to the leaders of of the Muslims, and five, to the common people. So a Muslim is supposed to act sincerely, want good for them, um, be honest with them, and direct them towards good, right? So then um, the Sahabas further. Asked, they said, okay, well, how do we do it? The hadith makes it clear that one of the most important aspects of true faith is to give good counsel, to wish well, and to act towards everything with honesty and sincerity, right? This further explained as follows. In relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means um, to give To have faith in his essence and attributes, to obey his each and every command, to express gratitude for his blessings, and to fulfill his rights of lordship in every possible way. So basically, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do something, right, he has commanded us to do five um, fards, right, that we have to do. Pray, say our shahada, um, go to hajj if we are financially able to, fast in this blessed month of Ramadan, if we are um, adult, sane, and healthy. And the last one is give zakat, right? If you have the means and you have money um, and you need to give 2.5% of your wealth to the poor. And so that is one of the ways we can act sincerely towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To act sincerely towards his books means to fulfill its rights by accepting it as the word of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, by honoring it and reciting it correctly and practicing what it says. Right. So, if we have a book at home and it's the Quran, um, we don't, you know, we don't just cover it up with a beautiful cover and just leave it. Like the Quran will cries to be opened up to be read. And and on a day of judgment, it will, it will um, either testify for you and say, "Yeah, this person read me, and took care of me, and 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 respected me, and and um, made sure that I wasn't like just thrown on the floor, right, or or abused." And if we we don't, then it it might t- testify الله, against us, right? So the Quran, especially in this blessed month, I think we should try our very best. <clears throat> to open it and read a little bit, no matter how, whether we know how to read really well or not, right? In my um, website and and another podcast, I wrote down and helped explain like how to read, learn the Quran easily. And this is kind of how I did it as well. And I didn't learn at a young age. I learned it at an older age. So this is possible for, for anyone and everyone, inshallah. But make an effort, right? Turn on, um, a recitation of the Qur'an, open the book of Qur'an, make sure you have wudu, and do your very best just to go through it, even one line at a time. Then um, the third thing is that to to show sincerity towards the Prophet wasalam, right? Which means to fulfill his rights, to confirm that he is the last messenger of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and to practice his sunnah, right? Whatever the Prophet wasallam did, is his sunnah, and for us to do it, we're already given a reason to do it, right? We're we're rewarded for doing it, and these are simple acts, smiling to somebody, giving charity, um, uh, drinking, uh, taking three sips, uh, and sitting down and saying Bismillah before a meal, so using the miswak, like there's so many sunnahs that we can do, and when we do it, we get reward, and so this is how we honor the Prophet the fourth one is the leaders of the Muslim, right, which it means to assist, assist them in virtue, obey them, if they are your leaders, and ex- exhort others to do the same. So ha- have others also obey, right, um, and then remind them of their responsibility, and correct them politely if they have messed up, right, if they have they have led the community the wrong way. So, leaders could be could doesn't really have to be a community it could also be like in your household who's the leader of your family your husband right and then underneath that it's you so teaching your children to do that and it's so it's it's much easier to do it by example than to um, yell at them right if you are um, respecting and giving courtesy towards your spouse then they automatically know this is what I need to do and if you are showing that you respect your parents, your mother, and your father, then that automatically they see this is how it's done, right? Um, then the, the last one is, is common people, right? The people around you, um, the masses around you. It means to guide them to the right way and to prevent them from doing wrong Um and to assist them if they ever need support, right? To protect them from harm and to deal with them in the best of possible manners. So I know that in the month of Ramadan, it becomes very difficult when we go to the masjid. We see certain things, people um, don't always uh, respectfully um, interact with one another, right? Uh, But if you show by example and you have patience or you say it with kindness, then others will also do the same, right? It's kind of like um, kind of like a domino effect, right? If you see one person doing something wrong, then that will also happen. But if we take the first step and we are the one who is patient, who's kind, who's giving, who's sharing, then inshallah we'll see that in others, right? And when we talk about um, leaders in in Islam, it's not just the the one who leads the household, it's also the scholars, right? The imams, the people who who um, volunteer to run the masjid, like people who will guide us, right? Like my teacher, mashallah, or my teachers, all of them, right? So the the sahaba that narrated this hadith uh, is Tamimadadi, Allah Anhu, and he used to recite the Quran a lot, right? He was just a lover of the Qur'an and was connected. Mashallah, Allah gave him that, that, um, gift and he would recite it at night. And one night a man came and stayed with them because, you know, back in, back in the time of the Prophet, there weren't any hotels, there weren't any restaurants. So when someone came from far away and they wanted to learn Islam, they would, um, need to stay in someone's home, right? Um, because they were, a, a mahajir, or they were, a there was someone traveling from far away and so they would stay at Tamima daddy and one night um, when a night came he the uh, Tamima daddy recited quran from the beginning all the way to just 20 where he said in arabic um you know it says in the quran do those that commit evil that they are in the line of those who are good um and when he when he recited this he started to cry and cry and cry and kept on crying and he thought and he was worried he's like am i one of those people am i someone who commits evil but yet i'm in the line of good like people think i'm a good person and so these sahabas were so um because they're the sahabas that who were close to the prophet sallallahu and saw the prophet sallallahu they are really special people right one because they've gone through such difficult trials when you read about sirah you find out what they have gone through and a lot of them mashallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually guaranteed jannah for them Right? Definitely all the people who all the Sahabas that were in the Battle of Badr, the first battle. Um so Tamim he spent uh, he he would he would not spend money on on other things, like he was very frugal. But when when it came to the deen, when it came to Islam, when he came to getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would spend. He spent a thousand dinars. Back then, that's a lot of money, right? On on one outfit. It was a beautiful outfit. You know made of the most finest of material and he would only wear this outfit when he was praying because he was standing in front of the king of all kings right and he wanted to dress properly like we we need to also kind of implement this right um this is a reminder for myself because sometimes when it's time to pray i just rush and i pray but it's really important uh, to have, of course, clean clothes and other things, um, and proper clothes and modest clothes. But Tamim Ad-Dari, and anhu, would take it one step further. He would have specific clothes that was beautiful. And the only time he would wear it is when he prayed and when he stood in front of his Lord, bowing, kneeling, prostrating and you know begging him for help so um he wanted allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see him in a in a beautiful outfit right not in 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 um um your pajamas right not in your um your um, sweats or anything right so mashallah like this is such uh, a beautiful way of, of honoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One night, Tamim dari radiallahu who missed tahajjud prayer. Because he would pray tahajjud all the time. And tahajjud is basically waking up um, one third of the night. The last third of the night. And praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And tahajjud is like when, when, when we do that. And it's very easy. It's not that difficult to, to do that. It's not... It sounds impossible, but it's not. If you're praying Fajr, and you wake up a half an hour or 20 minutes before Fajr starts, that is Tahajjud. You have caught Tahajjud towards the end, but you still caught it. And Tahajjud is a beautiful time. It's a special time because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not literally, but figuratively, comes down and He asks, you know, who amongst my servants is in need of me? And if they are, I grant them whatever they which, you know, ask for, whatever their prayers are for, whatever their dua is for. So if you're going through life and it's very difficult, and you're finding it difficult, finding it a challenge to have your kids listen to you, or you're you're having a difficult time with your with your spouse, and you want it to be better, um, ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for what you need, into tahajjud in prayer, crying, begging. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, wants to be needed. Wants us to say, I need you. I can't do anything without you. So, um, when he missed, when Tamim daddy missed one tahajjud he never slept that night. He never slept through it again. From that on, that day on, he made sure he woke up for tahajjud every single night until he died. So, mashallah, like, what a what an amazing person, right? Um, someone um, when when the person was was listening to him pray, or someone came one day and said, you know, what? How many Jews do you do you read at night? You know, I hear that you read all the time, and Tamim Dari would say that I would not rather not tell you, because he wanted to keep his Atmal, his his actions, his good deeds, private, right? Um, for many reasons, right? Um, one, we can think of hasad, right? If you are constantly telling people what you've done, what you haven't done, then if there is some sort of an evil eye and there is such a thing, it can it can work against you, right? Two, as Muslims, we're not supposed to show off, right? We're supposed to, our intention to read, um, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is for purely to... Um, to have Allah be pleased with us, right? It should be for that reason. And so when we want to pray to Hajj, let's say, for example, we should make an intention. And when we make an intention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help wake us up. And when we do get into this rhythm of re- praying to Hajj, even if it's once a week, we don't want to tell people, this is what I do, right? So learning from Tamima Daddy um Do one small good deed every day. Just one. Whether it's giving a dollar to the masjid when you go for taraweh. Whether it is taking some food and giving it to the kids there. Just one good thing. But don't tell anyone. right? Just keep it to yourself. Keep it a secret between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when you keep um, things, good actions small to yourself... There's more sweetness in it, right? And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will love it even more, because you're truly doing it for His sake, right? Truly doing it to please Him. Um, Tamimah Daddy was the first person to actually bring a lantern to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Masjid to Masjid Nabawi, and back then the Masjid was very, very simple. Right. Um, at one point, it didn't have even a roof, and uh, the Prophet wasallam, uh, was praying one day, and it rained. You know, and the floor was mud and just leaves to cover it. So, mashallah, like they didn't have a lot, and, and they were happy with that small thing. But Tabi' daddy brought a lantern because before that there was none. It was it was probably dark. And when he did that, um the Prophet وسلم, didn't know who had brought it because again he didn't tell people, right? He did that good act. That's it. And the Prophet وسلم, said, Who brought this lamp lantern, right? And whoever did bring it, they have brought nur, they have brought light into Islam. And he made dua for them, for him. And he said, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring light to your dunya and akhra. To bring nur in your dunya and akhra. May Allah, may, um, may Allah grant us all that as well. Ameen. So this kind of teaches us from Tamimah Darah. Do a small good act for the masjid. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Because the masjid is the house of Allah. And mashallah we're invited to the house of Allah. In this blessed month to take advantage of that. Dress beautifully, look forward, put perfume on. And the Prophet ﷺ, he once said to Tamim a Daddy Anhu, O Tamim, if I had a daughter, I would have married him, her to you, because the Prophet ﷺ had five daughters, but they were all married by then. And this other man, this other Sahaba heard it, and right away he said, I have a daughter, and Right away, he married that daughter to Temi, my daddy. So, mashallah, beautiful story, right? And Like I said, in the other aspects of his life, he did not spend. He spent very little. But when it came to the deen, when it came to being closer to Allah, he would spend without thinking, without um, having a budget. Imam Malik used to have a special perfume that he used to only wear when he gave lessons, when he taught people. Um and he would say that I'm speaking the word of the Prophet. How could I not be dressed beautifully? How could I not smell nice? Right? So he took honor in the uh, um the importance of, of the words of, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming through his lips. He honored it. And when when you're able to do that, when when I hear scholars and they um, quote Quran, it's an amazing status, right? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has allowed you to remember it, to to repeat it, to teach it to other, and that is a huge, heavy, big, beautiful um, treasure to hold on to, right? To honor. Whenever somebody would come to Medina, um, during the time of Umar Radiallahu, or even before, they would they would wonder like who do we stay with? And Umar Radiallahu, the third the second Khalifa would always choose first Tamima Dadi's home because he knew that he was such a great example, right, to the hosts, to the guests. Um and Tamima Dadi would recite a whole Qur'an sometimes in one rakah. It right? kind of like reminds you of, of when we go at night, mashallah. And the guests would stay in his home. And then one night there was a guest in his home. And Umar came in and he said, you know, I need your help. There's a fire. out. I, I need you to put it out. And you would think like, wait a minute, why would they need to my daddy? Don't, you, don't they need water? Don't they need a fire truck? Don't they need firemen? Um, The thing is that uh, the Sahabas were so close, they had such a connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they were able to um, put out things like flames with their own bare hands. And Tamima Dari would say, why are you asking me to go? You know, ask someone more pious. But mashallah, Tamim Dari was pious. And... Um, These are karamats, these are mujizats, you know, they're they're, um, blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives even the ordinary person if they are, they make an effort to be, to learn the deen, to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do righteous acts, to um, rectify their um, disease of the hearts and and clean their hearts, right? Uh, Another time, Umar r.a. who was walking and the earth started shaking. And he had a staff in his hand and he hit it to the ground. And he said, he told the earth to stop. And and only people who are connected and they have a deep, special connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are able to uh, do things, these things, right? Um, to me, my daddy told, always wanted to... Um, advise people to warn people to good, right? Just like the, the hadith that we spoke about, Adina Nasiha, right? To to counsel people, to guide the, the common folks around him. So every Friday before Jummah, he would give a khutbah. And he is the first person to do this. So this is a tradition from uh Tabim Daddy and we need to like make dua for him. And, and remember him whenever we hear the khutbah and Jummah prayer, um, then he would give nasiha, he would give advice twice a week. Because it was so beneficial during the time of Uthman, right? Um, the, during the time of Uthman, the third Khalifa, there was a lot of fitna, there was a lot of um, corruption going on. And during that time, Tamim Daddy decided to go Away, you know, go and and spread the deen elsewhere because he just couldn't, he couldn't see all that corruption. When the Prophet gave his last khutbah, which is called the Hujatul Wada' um, in Hajj, there were a hundred and twenty-four thousand, about a hundred and twenty-four thousand Sahabas around him, people who gathered from from all over. And he told them, he said, from now on, it is your responsibility to share this message, to share Islam, to share what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Um, you know, la ilaha illallah. And they took this very seriously. And most of them, maybe many of them knew that this was the last time they'd see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in the Hajj, when he gave his last khutbah. And so they they shared this message everywhere. But we only see 20,000 Hijaz, which are the graves in um, the west of Saudi Arabia. We only see 20, about 20,000. What happened to the 100,000? 100, the 100,000 Sahabas went and traveled all over the world, everywhere, from China to, to, um, to Malaysia to every corner of the earth. And that is how, mashallah, Islam spread. So this is the end of uh, the first hadith so qala rasulullah sallallahu adina nasiha the religion of islam is to act with sincerity and i hope it's it's a reminder for others of of what our responsibility is in in islam it's definitely a right a great reminder for myself because i need these reminders right i I I needed more than anyone else. And so I think the main reason I'm doing this is for myself, selfishly. But inshallah, others will benefit. Please share. um, Please check out my YouTube, Muslim Health Talk, one word, um, on YouTube. And my website, muslimhealthtalk.com. All this information I'm putting out there for, inshallah, just to help the community. Because I feel blessed in my life and so i feel the need to give to others and help others and and try to make it easy for them it's a it's a little bit of a, of um my 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 way of doing good inshallah so keep us keep me in your duas um in this blessed month of ramadan you're all in my duas inshallah um alaikum thank you for joining me Malia Mahmoud on Muslim Health Talk. Please do check us out. We're on Twitter, Instagram and our website muslimhealthtalk.com. Assalamu alaykum.